0: You can press pause on this Pete and Kimber podcast anytime you like. But Thai Airways new flights from Perth to Bangkok? Well, they're non stop. Book now with Thai. Smooth as silk. <laughs> this is the Pete and Kimber podcast.
1: Hello, welcome to the podcast.
2: Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, Rami. Producer
2: Rami's here. How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm good. I'm here because we are in Sydney. We are, I'm just going to make sure we're on time because we currently have to do this quick smart. To head to the airport. Can I
3: just say, I don't want to waste any time. I just want you to know that when I was speaking to my partner, James, last night on the phone, I was saying, I absolutely love you guys. Like we have been in each other's pockets the whole time since we got to Sydney. We haven't had a moment. Lo- it's like when we get to sleep is the only time we're in our own rooms. And the rest of it, we've been doing about 17, 18 hours a day together. I could not have done it if it wasn't with you guys. That because you're so an- sweet. Truly, like it's an absolute delight.
1: Were you in your own room?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pete and I we were together. No, that's very sweet and very, No, I agree with you. Yeah, very yeah. similar to what my partner Jake said actually, because I sent him a photo of you two with the pride um
3: Oh, in front of a pride rainbow. Yeah. And they're like, what?
2: oh my god, I love them. Why are they so cute? And then I was talking about like why you guys are cute uh and also the stuff we did and he's like, Oh, it seems like a long day, but at least you were P- you were with Pete and Kimber."
1: Yeah, we've yeah, got a ball. We're it's lucky. been good. We're lucky we to have are such very good
3: lucky.
2: friendships. <laughs> I mean, it was a long week. Yeah. Long, long two days. It's a long two days. Oops, sorry. There's a swear there. Yeah. Um, is
3: someone gonna remember to
2: beat that? Don't Whatever. need to. Uh, uh, podcast <laughs> intro warning.
4: Yeah. <laughs> sorry,
3: kids. <laughs> okay. Mum's um, dad, sorry. Let's yeah. talk about what's in the podcast today. What can people expect? What yes. is it?
2: Well, I've emailed it to someone, but oh, I've got it actually. So don't you worry about it. We do have Amy Shark exclusive chat backstage at Australian Idol. So this is a bit of an interview you didn't hear on the show this morning. So yeah, The chat you guys did last night. And we're going to put it in the podcast. So you're going to hear that as the first thing coming out. She called us friends. She friends. also called Pete a kinky man. A
3: kinky, kinky man. She doubled up. Yeah, she doubled down on the kinky. <laughs> yeah. Um, do yeah.
2: you reckon she was impressed
1: by that, by the way? No. What?
3: I don't think by she what? was impressed. She was polite.
1: What? Impressed you, by what? You taking your clothes off again. That's not what she said when she inboxed me. Oh,
2: get out. <laughs> after the show last night. Sure. Hey, also, on the podcast, hey, you're going to hear why you were on TV, as in, like, not you, but the Mix Fam. Okay, the
3: Mix Fam, the reasons that you were on TV were significantly more interesting than the reason we were there
2: last night. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah.
3: These were fantastic. Yeah, Mm. like
2: we can see, you can see the the corner of our heads on TV last night. But these people we spoke to, you guys spoke to, they were they were their good stories. They were good stories. stories. Um, Jim Jeffries, we caught up with him,
3: had a great chat with him. Jim Jim Jeffries is a comedian that can split the room because Mm. people think he can be a misogynist. I'm um you know from the camp of I get when comedy is comedy. Yeah, and sometimes I think he toes the line. And there's been times where I've thought he was a bit of a dick, but the chat we had with him was genuinely funny and entertaining, and I enjoyed it a lot.
2: And he's from Perth. Well, he started in Perth, so that yeah. was a surprise. He used to go to Whopper. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like everyone went to Whopper.
3: Yeah, no, they were just letting any of us in, Rami. It's not even prestigious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, R-rated jobs. Uh, we did this one. You guys did this one yesterday, but we had so many calls that we had to get some of them back on the show. So we spoke to a Dominatrix this
1: morning. We just have that, that moment. Like, we had so many calls. That yep. in itself is just amazing
3: yeah, for that, R-rated jobs. Well, it's because so many of us went to Whopper. We couldn't get gigs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's funny. That's now, good.
2: Can you untie me now, please? <laughs> and finally, of course, you'll hear A with me and I ask about Kimber's farts.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I
3: think
2: we can all agree they're called fluffs. No. You call them fluffs. <laughs> Here's a fluff for you. Enjoy the Amy Shark interview. (laughs) Enjoy the podcast.
0: (laughs) Pete and Kimber.
1: We're in Sydney at the moment. We were at the Australian Idol live shows last night. Thank you very much, Amy Shark. We had a ball.
3: Yeah, Amy Shark invited us over, which was absolutely rad. And then uh, we hung out, we met the WA contestants out the back, backstage, in that awesome room where they, you know, meet on the couch. Yeah. It's pretty plush when in Where they have all
1: the instruments and everything. Yeah. So you see like the cutaways when they're going to backstage and the judges might be talking them through a song and they're sitting behind a piano. We were in that room.
3: Yeah, it was pretty cool. So we are in there. We were waiting for Amy. Amy was a bit busy. She took a little while to come out. We found out that she...
1: Didn't know at the time we'd been waiting for her. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> she didn't know that we were catching up.
3: But it was awesome to have a chat. And, and maybe
1: we should like make sure that that's a really big deal next time we come over here because she's invited us that somebody tells her, oh, yeah, we're going to catch up as well. Yeah. Oh, that's probably a good idea, guys. Yeah.
3: Um, But, you know, we did sit down and have a really good talk with her and she was so fun. And we sort of initially had said to her, look, we don't want to embarrass anyone out there. Thank you for inviting us. Is there anything we need to know? Because we've never been to a live filming. Mm. So we just asked her directly, roll the audio. Now, given that you did uh, invite us here, is there anything we need to be careful of out there? Like we don't want to do anything out there that breaks rules or would embarrass you. Well, what I didn't want to tell you um, during our interview um, because I – thought it would scare you off coming but now that you're here you can't escape so it's a really it's quite long and you can't leave oh yeah we're locked in you're locked in babe locked yeah to okay. so go to the bathroom yep i don't know if you guys smoke have your darts <laughs> yeah, your meat and drinks. Up. okay but um yeah we dragged this shit out okay.
1: <laughs> so you immediately rushed out to have your dart
3: like <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't smoke, but gee, I've never seen producer Rami ask
1: for so many toilet breaks. Do
3: you reckon I can go now? Oh, no. Will I get away with going now? Like, everyone, we were so paranoid, because you are, we were filming for
1: hours. Yeah, and you're you're in there like they do. They close the doors. You're part of the studio audience. Everything that you see on television is happening. Um, but yeah, once those doors are closed, sorry, baby, you're gone.
3: Yeah. Um. It was great. I mean, and and so things were going so well with Amy. Um. That. Pete, you felt so comfortable. You revealed more than what I would have liked
1: you to. Yeah. um, I mean, you know what? Roll the audio. Let the audio do the talking.
3: Don't be worried that he's
1: going to unbutton his shirt. Don't be concerned. What have you done? I'm very excited, right? I just don't know whether or not it will, like, translate on television. But Amy's the- really nervous you're about to, like, reveal an Amy yeah. Shark tattoo of her face. Well, no, that's if not it's a- not
3: that, I'm just going to walk away. Okay, well, it's not, that's
1: not on my chest. But okay. anyway, um, so uh, for the WA contestants, I've shaved a W in my chest
3: hair. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. What
1: do, what do you think? Do you think I can get away yeah. with, Is that okay? Oh,
2: wow. It's so It's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. It's <laughs> <That's> cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I
1: like yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, like you're it. a superhero. Yeah, but do you, do you like it as in, I love as, it. as in, like, like, I could just do it? You could do with a little bit of moisturiser around there. You reckon? But I love it. <laughs> I'm going to put my W Absolutely. away. Yeah, no, I saw Amy rolling <laughs> no, I eyes. could actually
3: see the future and I could see the whole doing it back up and I just didn't want you to feel <laughs> what I already could tell you were going to feel. <laughs>
1: I mean, listening back to that. <laughs> she's so kind. She she kind She's so kind. She's very, very kind. I love and the way lovely. she like legitimately looked at me and went, Yeah,
3: that's that's cool.
1: Oh, you that's cool. So
3: cute. That's
1: yeah, <laughs> really cute little buddy. Oh little buddy, okay. that's special. You're special people over in Perth, aren't you? Oh little buddy. She's
3: so sweet.
1: Um, she was sweet. As we mentioned, a little bit unprepared for Like There was a a little communications issue. A little
3: breakdown. We thought we were waiting because she was like, I've got so much to do. She's a busy lady. She's very important. She's got a lot to do. She just, no one had told her we were waiting for a
1: while. Roll it.
2: Someone like, came and said, hey, you've no, got your friends here who you okay. invited. I was, just, I thought it was just a normal, boring promo with um, Kyle and Marsha. I was like,
1: <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was
2: you guys. I feel bad for making you wait. No, no don't Michael. no, feel bad
1: whatsoever. I'm glad you actually came. Otherwise, this W would have been for nothing.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, um,
3: now, speaking. I just thought it was Kyle and boring Kyle and Marsha <laughs> promo.
1: <laughs> hey, we've got another bit of audio to play here. Mm-hmm. That's just been dropped into the system. Do I have an apology to make? Oh yeah, for our WA contestants. Oh, you nearly blew it big time. I think you jinxed you think, it. I was honestly, watching it
3: unfold in front of my eyes, and I
1: was like, "This is your fault, Pete." Okay, so we caught up with the WA contestants. One of them is TJ. He's the uh, the boy from Karatha. Just roll the audio there, Tim. Yeah, you're the one who's uh, who's on stage tonight. Yeah, live. Really Hopefully, I don't have to perform tonight. Yeah. What do you mean?
2: What is the it? bottom two no. perform tonight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So
5: everyone...
3: Yeah. So Pete got confused and was like, looking forward to your performance. And, we, and I was going, uh, dude, no, we don't want him performing. And then the next thing, he finds himself in the bottom two and he has to perform. Well, I was shocked.
1: Like, honestly, the moment that that happened, we all looked at each other, you, me, and Rami, and um, even the publicist from Channel 7 who was sitting with us as well has been showing us around for the last like 48 hours was like, you did this. This is your fault.
3: Mate, you even got worse. I'm still searching for the audio out there. we got the producers searching for it because you actually even said to him, oh, well, if you get kicked out tonight, you can come and babysit my kids because he's a
1: childcare worker. Yeah, he's perfect. He's you, a good kid. You said that before the show. He can you sing. jinxed him. Yeah, and you know what? Imogen should have gotten through. I TJ mean, should have been knocked out. Oh, don't. That means that, that means that I could have gone to pink and left the kids at home with Liz You're right. coming to pink it, as well. TJ should have been knocked out.
3: I don't want to agree with you because TJ's our WA guy, but Imogen, Imogen definitely was, was better last good. night.
1: That was I was shook. We want to know why you were on TV. We're after some really cool, good, fun, amazing, blow-us-away, knock-our-socks-off stories of why you were on TV. I
3: mean, something
1: more interesting than us being on Australian
3: Idol last night. I thought like, it was pretty interesting. I mean, it was great, but it would have been more interesting had we been actually part of Australian Idol, like if we were in the audition process, for example. Because last night we were here in Sydney at the live filming and you can see you, me, and producer Rami in the...
1: Some of the in some of the shots. Well, I tried to make it more interesting, but you kept on telling me not to do the stuff that I had planned to do. <laughs> so the most we managed to get was Rami. I think Rami was giving me a very seductive cuddle at one point. You wanted to take your shirt off. It's not
3: appropriate <laughs> for where we were.
1: It was the W shaved into my chest for our WA contestant.
3: Look, I say... It was, it was good spotto by those of you who saw us, MixFam, and a couple of people posted it in Pete and Kimber's Mix fam on Facebook so you can see the photo of it. And thanks to your head because,
1: <laughs> and, I, and I feel bad that I've said you have a watermelon <laughs> no, head. I don't, don't. You've been banging on about it for three days. I don't
3: mean your head looks like a watermelon. It's the same circumference as a watermelon, and that is measured. It's scientific. You and I measured it.
1: Didn't we? I can't deny that. We measured it. I actually can't deny that. Okay. It's the same circumference as a woman. Right. It's really (laughs) awkward.
3: Cassandra in the page said, I was shocked when I saw you all, but Pete's head gave it away. (laughs) Chantel said, yeah, can't miss that head. I mean, your head is like the breadcrumbs in Hansel and Gretel. Like your head helped our mix fam spot us in a crowd.
1: Well, you're welcome. But that's not quite what we're after, as you mentioned, (laughs) right? Um, Tim's back in the studio. Tim, press the bam button. Hang on, I want another screen. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, let me explain. What Pete is referring to is this. Thank you. That was that was absolutely seamless. (laughs) Right. If the story's not good enough, you're going to get that. Okay, Olivia, like like being gonged off. Um, You're going to get gonged off, Uh, Olivia in Singleton. Why were you on TV?
0: Won sixty thousand dollars on I wake up with today.
1: Now we're oh. talking. Here we go. All right, this is a good one. Sixty grand, Olivia.
0: Yes. Wow. I Wait. was Hang third on. person lucky.
3: How, so how did this work? So you're a WA contestant. Like you're yes. a WA. Like you're waiting for the call.
0: No, sir. So I was um, in Sydney. This was in 2015, and they were giving away ten thousand dollars each day. But if the person did not answer their call, they would. Um, it would accumulate to twenty thousand, thirty thousand, and I think it was a Friday. And yeah, I was third person lucky. The per- the first person said hello. That wasn't what they wanted. The second person didn't pick up, and then it was me. And I I said what they wanted to hear.
1: Now. Olivia, sixty thousand dollars. How does that yeah. get paid? Like, are you? Are they saying congratulations? You've won sixty grand, and then the money's in your account no, that day.
3: They have to go out to your house with a novelty check. We're asking if she's been on TV. Olivia, surely they came to your house. You were on TV. Unfortunately, not. <laughs>
1: Well, what are you doing on this call? No, this is She good. wasn't on TV. She Pete. won sixty grand. She, she was on TV. She answered the phone on television. That's not on TV. Yes, they <laughs> spoke to Carl
0: Stefanovic. Yeah,
3: mate. Oh. Hey, we've spoken. Like, to where's Carl. that button, Tim? She's not. She hasn't been on TV. Don't buzz her. She <laughs> won
0: sixty grand. Your
3: head was
1: on TV more than Olivia. That Olivia, I'm so I'm so sorry about my friend Kimber. I I'm so sorry. All right, um, can we move on to move on to Rhonda? Give me Rhonda and Dianella. Why were you on TV? I
0: had a reunion with my mum after she left me when I was two years old. I was thirty thirty two at the time, so it was thirty years old. So Darren Hinch and uh, Channel Nine and Salvation Army. And Kerry Packer flew me over to Sydney to have a reunion with her.
1: Wow.
0: Okay.
3: Wow.
1: Rhonda,
0: how? Okay, that's that's. Are a you okay?
3: Lot.
1: You sound like you're. You sound like you're emotional. Are you all
0: right? Yeah, I'm okay.
1: Rhonda, that's incredible. So, did they do all
3: the back work? They they tracked her down and they found her. Did she know that you were coming?
0: No, she had no idea. No idea what all, at all.
3: How did they do that reveal?
0: Well, I was sitting in with the interview with Darren, and then she was out the back behind the curtains or whatever they do. And, um, yeah, she came out and she nearly fell down the steps. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, and, and, and that's where it all happened.
1: And you, you said, so how long had, well, you were two when she gave you up or
0: left, like? Just walked out and left me with my dad.
3: Rhonda, was it a welcomed reunion?
0: Yes, it was. It was, yes. Oh, oh wow. my god. Yeah. And
3: and so since then did you talk about why it happened, why she left? Was it all resolved?
0: No no, because now it's all fizzled out. Um so I have no contact with her again now.
3: Oh, Rhonda, I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah, wow, that's Rhonda. a huge journey.
3: Yeah, it
0: was a good. I had a good ten years with her to get yeah. to know her and everything like that. But she kind of said one thing to my children. She begged my ex-husband to him, and and that then was
1: it. that was it.
0: My well, God. but it sounds like you're protecting
3: your kids in a way that you didn't feel protected.
0: I am. Oh, yeah, okay,
1: wow. Rhonda, thank you for calling wow. us this morning. That's quite the story. Uh, I, was, I was afraid you were going to bring back the burn there for a second. No,
3: because she was actually on TV, Pete. <laughs> oh, <God.
5: laughs>
1: Neil in Linwood, why were you on TV? I
5: was on TV because I got hit by a car twice, hit and run. <gasps> Neil? Oh, my God. Yeah.
3: The same car, do you mean?
5: Yeah, he sideswiped me once, pushed him against the car. Stopped, reversed up, then had another go and hit me again.
3: Neil, this always blows my mind because when people say hit and run, like yeah, like intentional, you were run yeah, down.
5: Yeah. yeah Did was, you know the person? No, I was in the car park having a cold drink, sitting against my car. He was, he was behind me drinking and throwing his cans out the car and swearing. Next thing I hear is your car started up, came towards me, so I of me, pushing me against my car. So I... Yelled abuse at him, as you would, reverse up, and then had another go at me. And oh, Neil, me so again. how did you
1: end up on TV? What's the end up on TV uh, bit?
5: Channel 9, yeah, Channel 9 News came to my house and interviewed me. It was on the Channel 9 News. Yeah. Second Let's story try and in. track him down. Yeah, they got him. They, they got him. They caught him. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I went to court. Neil. Yeah.
3: Neil. Are you okay?
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, they took me to the hospital. He just, it didn't hit me full on. He just sideswiped me. And yeah, then, okay. Yeah, knocked me it's over. still
1: still horrendous. Like you just uh, see yeah. the guys start reversing up to have another go. Neil, thanks for your call this morning. Yeah, um, yeah. final one here. Jess in Baudivers, uh your daughter do- you got on TV because your daughter got in trouble. What happened?
6: Yeah, so about eleven years ago, um there was a story run in the on the news about some teenage girls hugging at a high school in Bunbury. Then two weeks later, my daughter got in trouble. By her kindy teacher for kissing a little boy on the cheek, and was put on the timeout mat. Right. So okay. So the girls so, hugging was
3: everyone saying they're not allowed to touch each other at school?
6: Yeah, it was something about. Yeah, that's right. It was about not being able to hug at school and okay.
1: like
3: yeah, consent and teaching. You know, yeah. crazy.
6: Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so why were you um, um, on the telly? Later, were you talking
1: to the telly about it, the news or something about it for your daughter?
6: Um, so they ran a story in the community newspaper and then, um, today, tonight, actually ran a story. Graham Butler came out to our house. Uh, then the next morning I was on sunrise with melanchoshi um, Whoa! and yeah, so it was and a what big was news the story.
3: What was the verdict? Oh,
6: the verdict was that it was a ridiculous, um, punishment for such an innocent act of Little for a little old. kid who
3: doesn't quite yeah. get it yet. yeah 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 no, yeah I mean look, look consent is not ridiculous that's a bit we understand consent yeah. but oh, like little kids we're we're trying to teach four, them that yeah, yeah. yeah. that
1: yeah
3: well, yeah wow yeah are you, are you gonna
1: are you gonna buzz this one
3: no I'm not because she was on TV she made it as far as Koshi yeah but it's not sixty grand you haven't even
1: been on the morning show it's a kiss on the cheek buzz it Tim buzz the story have you been
6: on the morning show Hey, oh, no, not oh, I'm on, on TV. Yeah,
1: that's great. You're on TV, ordered a good juicy story. No, but while we're in Sydney, if we can stop by seven, I'll jump on the morning show. What are we doing? <laughs> no, they won't have what you. What do we mate. do it after night? <laughs> Australia's favourite comedian, Jim Jeffries, joins us now because Australia's favourite quiz show, The 1% Club, is back on your screens tonight.
4: We've brought together 100 everyday Aussies to find out who's in the top 10% of thinkers, who's in the top 50% of thinkers, and who tries to get their bread out of the toaster with a fork. (laughs) You might be in the top 1% of the nation and not even know it. Yes, you. It's not about what you know. It's how you think.
3: Now, Jim. Has hosting the 1% oh. Club given you more or less hope in humanity?
4: Uh, um, oh, that's a tricky one. I, I, I didn't know people were as smart as they were. It's actually probably given me more. And I also didn't know there was that many thick people. I thought, <laughs> see, see, when I, I play along the show myself and I always get to halfway, I get to the 50% question and that's where my intelligence obviously is. And then I have to duck out. Sometimes when I'm reading like a 1% question, even after I read out the answer, I still don't understand what's going on. My brain still can't wrap its way around the question. But I just sort of nod and smile along and go, and that's the answer there. It's obviously the the, the, the months align with the letters of the numbers of the day, of the date in 1962. So there we are. We haven't it. And I don't – I have no idea what's going on. But then you have, like like, ones that you think are going to be super easy and – what happens is uh, people people uh, don't get the answer right because this really comes down to the 30 seconds. See, my father was terrible at the show, and then he rings me up and he goes, I've gotten better. And I said, how have you gotten better, Dad? And he goes, I've started pausing it.
0: And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> not
4: – that's <laughs> not getting better he went to he went to he went to be on the, he came down to watch one of the filmings and there was an empty chair one of the contestants didn't show up so he had to bring someone in and there's an empty chair and i said well my dad can be a contestant that'll be funny then i'll talk to him and all this type of stuff yeah, my dad's 82 and i said he, he can be a contestant and they said that would be a conflict of interest um you know you could have slipped him an answer or something like that and i said i'll tell you what if this bloke wins the quiz, I'll pay him the hundred grand myself. I said I, I said, I said, that guy won't figure out how to use the tablet. You know, they've all got iPads, you know what I mean? Like, like he won't be able to, he, he can't use a touchscreen phone. You know what I mean? The chance, the chance of this bloke winning is, is zero to none, but they still wouldn't let him on.
1: Now, Jim Jeffries, um, we learned something quite interesting about you that we had no idea. We know you're the host of the 1% Club. You've done incredibly well in the US, and you've got all your comedy specials and all that sort of stuff. Great stand-up comedian. But you did musical theatre here at Whopper oh, opera. opera. Was it Opera? I, oh, I,
4: did, I did both. I, I, I did one year of musical theatre, and then uh, the certificate course, and then I tried to get into the full musical theatre course, but I used opera singing is my background and the, I got into the opera department, right? And so I was uh, – look, man, I, I don't know how this happened. I, You know, I, I could sing a little bit as a teenager in school musicals and stuff like that. I never really did well in high school and the only way I was going to get to university was by auditioning to do something. But it was fantastic. The musical theatre course was 15 women and 15 men. And uh, everybody was into – it was like being in, in fame. Everyone, everyone had dancers' bodies except for me, you know what I mean? But the great thing was that out of those 15 men, I think 13 of them were homosexuals. It couldn't have worked out better. It was fantastic. I, it, was, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I have such fond memories of Perth. I love the place. <laughs>
3: Your gun reform set was very funny, but if you knew it was going to go viral every time there was a shooting in America, would you have worn a better jacket?
4: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was of its time. That, that leather jacket—it's funny. It's funny. It's like it's that leather jacket. If I wanted to dress as myself for Halloween that would be the outfit. That that jacket is more famous than my head. If I wear that jacket out, I get stopped for photos all day. If I wear this suit, no one recognizes me. It's just, you know, it's just that jacket. I I had another jacket. I had another jacket that I wore in one of my specials. I think the special after that one, another like leather shirty type jacket. And Dr. Drew, the TV doctor, he had a charity auction where he was auctioning off Um, a pair of Elton John platform shoes signed by Elton John and a guitar from Slash and all this type of stuff. And he asked if I could donate anything. So I donated the leather jacket. I signed the inside and the DVD of me wearing the jacket came as a complete set, right? Anyway, I got obsessed with this auction And I'd watch it every day, and I kept on following this jacket, and in the end, I bought it back for less than what I paid for it. I wasn't going to let it go for that price. It was too good a jacket, right? So I just gave the money to
1: charity, so I still wear a leather jacket with my own autograph
4: in the inside breast.
1: <laughs> um mate, just on that set, right? The do you do you trend every time or does that pop up every time there is something that happens in America? Yeah, I, I wake up if I wake up in the morning and I see that I'm, you know, when I say
4: trending, like like something's happened on my Instagram, I got like a hundred different messages and a this and a that, and I'm like, all right, some I, I can right away go there's been a school shooting.
3: Wow. Like, wow.
4: From the, the second I turn my phone on, I you know. It's uh, that, that, that piece never goes viral because America's crushing it with the guns, you know, it never goes that way. So yeah, it is, it is kind of upsetting when, when that happens, you know what I mean? But I do like that. It's a easy accessible thing that people can forward to relatives and friends uh, without being too in your face. You know, if you don't want to get in an argument with someone, you can just send that that clip over and that might make a few points that you wanted to make, but you didn't want to say out loud yourself. Plus, you know, let's be, I've had people write to me and go uh, that they watched that routine in university, um, law students and stuff like that—is uh, open, open for debate. They've put that actual routine on. And I always sheepishly say to them, oh, look, I'll be honest with you. All the statistics in that routine I made up, I didn't think. it. <laughs> No research required. But the, but the gist is right. The gist is the, the vibe of the piece is right where it should be.
1: We um, we actually heard they're adding it to the curriculum for the musical theatre course at Whopper. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> I would love
3: adding to see Whopper
1: do the Jim Jefferies musical. It would be astounding.
4: It, it it's it's a it's a funny it it, it feels like Whopper exists in the hearts and minds of children everywhere because when you show up there i know they're building a new ca- campus now but it was just at edith cowan university it was like four rooms and we all just sort of <laughs> wandered around yeah did, 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 what did you what did you study there theater arts theater art okay you didn't have to do dance classes you've never seen anything Like me muddling through a tap class. (laughs) I I, I would never get the time steps. I had to repeat like tap, like again, you only meant to do one semester of it. I had to do two semesters of tap or I wasn't going to graduate. Uh, And so I was living out, I was living out um, in Mount Lawley and I had this little two story place and I had my tap recital that I had to do at class and I woke up hungover that day and I'd brought in because I had tiled floors, I'd brought in this bit of wood, right, to put at the top of me stairs because that's the only landing I had in the whole house. And so I was in me underwear, which back in the day is just silk boxes before, you know, the 2000s, the ones with cartoon characters on it, all that <laughs> stuff. And then I had socks and I had me tap shoes on and I got up there and I started learning all me time, time steps and I was going that time step because I had to do me exam in about an hour, right, I clicked my heel on the bit of wood and I rolled down the stairs and I was concussed for a little while. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I knocked myself out and I was in, me, I was in my underwear and my tap shoes.
1: Thought, <laughs> Thank God I didn't die. If they found me like that, it's not the story that you want to have told, is it? Now, um, Jim Jeffries, we have to get going. Our producers just walked in to pull us off. So oh, okay. And you did yeah. say to keep going until we
0: get <laughs> oh,
4: pulled off. Yeah. So, so we're getting yeah, pulled oh, off well, before that's, that's... you've gotten
1: pulled off. So apologies.
4: <laughs> oh, I should be so lucky. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Oh, it's been a delight,
3: Jim. Please come back to Perth. We will make sure yeah. that we take you on the tour of Whopper again.
4: Next time I'm in Perth, which should be soon because I'm planning a tour of Australia very soon, I'll come in and we'll do the show live together. Would you love
1: legend? that, mate. Can't wait, mate. Thanks for spending so much time with us this morning. We appreciate it. No problem, anytime. Now, very quickly and very importantly, little ears warning here. If you have children in the car, this is probably not a bit of radio that you'll want them to hear.
3: I mean, we don't want to send you anywhere else, but it's okay. We're confident you'll come back.
1: Oh, no, I'm confident they're just sticking around.
3: Good luck out there, guys. Put the headphones on. Good luck in the Wild West of radio.
1: When you come back, we'll see you then. Now, bring in the dominatrix. No, literally. Like, we, uh, we're we talking about R-rated jobs. We had people call us in over the last couple of days to talk about their R-rated jobs, and then not long after the show yesterday, a dominatrix called and said, hey, if you'd love to have a chat, I'd love to be on. And so she joins us now. Now, we just got to make sure the voice disguise is working. Good morning to you, dominatrix. Just say hello for us.
7: Good morning.
3: Great. Have we got a name for you? We're not just going to call you dominatrix this whole time, are we? The dom. We? <laughs>
7: Uh, mistress. mistress, mistress. Okay. Oh, I like that, mistress. Can you? T-
3: how do you get into dominatrix? Like, how do you become a dominatrix?
7: Interesting story. Um, it was I was learning Japanese at the Japanese consulate. and I was quite curious um, about the culture, and um, I had a really interesting um, understanding of history. And I got into it because I went overseas for a holiday. And ended up having a conversation with a master who was, um, you know, involved in shibari, which is the rope tying. And I was really curious and we had this very lengthy conversation and I said, look, I'm really interested to learn. And he was quite surprised.
3: Right. So what? So you just go and... And so when you learn, I mean, what's that couple of sessions? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
7: Not quite. (laughs) How long does it take? It it, it took a year to learn the art um, because there's, you know, as a student, um, you know, you go through the process of being a submissive before, you know, and learning the processes of um, the psychology of, you know, Shibari because... In Japanese culture, shibari was very much a case of um, used for torture, and today, and restraining people. Um, and today, it's actually used from a very erotic sense in regards to how we do it. So, when right, look okay. At
1: okay. Mistress, there's I mean, there's a lot of terms that a lot of people listening right now are just hearing for the first time. Things like a submissive and a and dominatrix and so on. So, a submissive is the the client, right? The person who comes and sees to you and pays for your service.
7: Correct. Perez. Now, yes. now
1: there is a difference, right? So, like, yeah, like you, people don't actually, you don't actually provide sex, do you?
7: No, not at all. And I think that's the biggest misunderstanding that people think that I'm the one that's actually being, you know, having sex with someone. Um, on me, but it's, it's about control, um, and it's about power, a sense of eroticism. And, you know, understanding that they're letting go of their power and that sort of leads me into the type of people that you might have engaged in sort of certain experiences around, you know, being dominatrix and and BDSM and Shabari and things like that.
1: Okay, because we heard like things like executives, for example, like high level executives, people in government jobs, like real strong powerful people are the sort of people that come to you and I would often think that's meant to be private but what's this story about one of these executives wanting to be led on a leash in public
7: yeah sorry I had a um, submissive and he was a sissy maid which basically um, for your listeners it's someone that would dress in like a maid outfit um, and would do as I, was, like I would tell them um, at, at some occasions they would wish to be verbally abused or humiliated and um, this particular high corporate executive um, had asked for me to uh, take him down the um, Murray Street Mall, which I did, on a collar. And Wait, what, I, t- what time of
3: on. day are you doing that?
7: <laughs> oh, just the usual Friday night shopping experience.
1: <laughs> and just confirm you said Murray Street Mall, as in our Perth CBD Murray Street Mall.
7: Yes, exactly. Now, There's I get I get
3: that it gets quiet in the city after business hours, right? Like, it gets... But, like, on a Friday night shopping, everyone else is just walking around the mall, picking up a jacket for their last-minute event they got to go to on the weekend, and you're walking a guy down Murray Street Mall on a
1: leash.
7: Correct. Correct. Sorry. And you remember, he's in a May outfit as well.
1: Did he have a oh. mask on? Um, and I'm assuming it's a he. It's a he?
7: It is a hit. Um No, no mask. Um, and on that occasion, um, you know, he had his outfit on. I had mine on with a, a long black trench coat and my, and my attire. Mistress, and, um, is this at yeah. a
3: time when people have got camera phones and people... Because this is the kind of gear that, let's face it, someone's jumping on that. Yeah. They're filming that and putting it somewhere.
7: Um... In the moment, I'm focused on working with the client to satisfy their emotional needs and psychological needs. Um, there possibly could be photos out there or video material. I'm not okay. sure. I am um,
1: um, after after because we've got other things to get to here. But I, I'm going to get the producers to ask you one question off off sure. the air, which is how long ago did this happen? Because like I'm just curious. But um, we also heard about a judge and wanting to be dressed up as a baby. Is that correct? Yes.
7: Yes, very correct. Um, there's not a lot have... of
3: judges in this country. Like, there's about 70-odd.
7: <laughs> well, you have to think about, you've got district court judges, then you've got Supreme Court judges and mm-hmm. um, high court. So, you know, due to the pressure that a lot of these individuals are under, um, you know, I had a judge who wanted to be dressed as a baby and sitting in a high chair uh, in a here with a bottle and a bib Oh, um, like the
3: rest of us just get into a float tank. Like, you know, I <laughs> don't want to go back and feel like I'm you know
1: <laughs> Um Mistress, what's do you have a do you have a we've established already that there's a difference. There's no sex involved in this, right? Um in terms right. of in terms of uh suggestions, okay, is there anything that you've ever had to knock back? Like, do you have a a limit?
7: Um, yes, I do. Um, like I said, it is very much a, a psychological game when you know, you're know you entertaining your clients and they have needs. Um, you know, there are boundaries as a mistress as to what you will and won't do. Um, you know, I had a client that in particular wanted to be sexually assaulted by others. And so there's something that I worked with a client Um, and, and, you know, we came around a framework and things like that to keep them supported because it is a mental and psychological game and it's not about harming the individual because there are emotional and pleasurable aspects to the experience.
3: What's the safe... Does everyone use the same safe word or do they come up with their own?
7: Um, Yes, there is, like, you know, clients may have a particular safe word, um, you know, and sometimes, you know, clients will say, I'm going to use the word fairy um, you know, we often hear people saying red or green, um, but, you know, it, it is individual, um, you know, the sacred that we choose. And it, it is about really knowing the limits that you can push someone to before they're at breaking point. Psychologically.
3: Mistress, I'm sure we could ask you plenty of questions. Have you, can you just tell me, have you ever had someone come to you as a client and then you've met them in your personal life? Like it turns out they're dating one of your mates. Or, you know, and you've just, everyone's playing along like you've never met before?
7: <laughs> yes, I have. Um, one of my clients um, was dating a friend of mine, and it was uh, very awkward. However, um, me being me and being honest and transparent, I just I closed to her. And she knew the work I did. So a lot of my girlfriends, including males, uh, friends have often asked me or any tips and tricks around the face of, um, you know, BDSM and eroticism and things like that. So it's good being a dominatrix.
1: Um, just quickly, because we've got to move on here, but um, did she let it continue, yes or no?
7: She didn't let it continue. Okay. Um, you know, obviously they were going into a, you know, long-term relationship and, you know, you yeah. have to respect boundaries. So, yeah.
1: Wow.
3: Wow. <laughs> Thanks for your call. It's just really interesting. Worlds
1: in this life, isn't there, um, Mistress? Thanks for yeah. As Kimber said, thanks for calling us. We appreciate your open and honestness this morning on the show.
7: No, not a problem. I hope your listeners um, do get curious about it and you know find out more about what EDSN mm. is and and you know what domatrix work is involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks. You can press pause on this Pete and Kimber podcast anytime you like. But Thai Airways' new flights from Perth to Bangkok, well, they're non-stop. Book now with Ty. Smooth as silk.